Just a heads up, this episode contains explicit language and discusses sexual assault. Thanks for tuning in. This is not your cup of tea, but it should be. Just a group of friends talking about women and the shit we deal with. Symptoms of this podcast may include more consensual sexual experiences. Welcome. This uh, podcast is about consent, and I really don't know where to start out with it, so I'm just going to open the floor. Um, I think one of the reasons that we wanted to do consent first, um, Olivia's topic, is because when we were talking in class, all of our discussions for this podcast and the idea kind of started with the idea of consent, and we actually got the name Not Your Cup of Tea from that consent video that the UK put out talking about how consent is like tea, and if people don't want cream and sugar in their tea, you shouldn't put it in their tea, or if people say, no, I don't want tea, you're not going to force tea upon them. Um, and that kind of just opened up our eyes to a lot of the topics that we're going to talk about this season, but this one being a really um, passionate one for us that we really wanted to talk deeper about. Yeah, it's also kind of a basic fundamental understanding, I think, to a lot of the topics that we talk about. So just opening up with this is important so that the rest of the podcasts make sense. Yeah, and I think it's really relevant because especially now, like, we're hearing a lot about the Me Too movement, we're getting a lot of people coming forward, and I feel like there is a lot of, like, fear from people that they don't know what consent is, or, like, they don't know, like, how to navigate this world, when really it should be simple, but I understand why it would be, like, scary for people. And I think a lot of people are afraid of getting something wrong, or having any backlash from teaching consent in, you know, the quote-unquote wrong way, but I think it's important to just start the conversation. You know, you might make mistakes along the way or have a different understanding, but I think it's really important to get it out there and kind of have these open discussions so that we can all work through it. Yeah. So I think that's, that's, sorry, no, I was just gonna say, I think that's a good place to start is just start the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what is consent? So according to the Rape, Abuse and Incest National Network, consent is an agreement between Participants to engage in sexual activity, verbal and nonverbal. I think that's a good start. I think you could expand on that. And I, the yeah. part about uh, nonverbal to me is a little bit sketchy. Yeah. Honestly, I think of nonverbal. Yeah. I think of just like when you push me away from like. I mean, I guess you can say no at the same time, but when you kind of shoulder away mm-hmm. or just act uninterested. I mean, to me, that's nonverbal. But right, mm-hmm. and I think that can be a no. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's a lot of things, especially when we think about women and consent is a lot of times we don't want to be really pushy or really assertive about it. And so it's a lot of those nonverbal cues of like, I don't want this, but like, I also don't want to be in your face about it because that could get me into trouble in other ways. So, Mm -hmm. well, and I think that nonverbal no, it's important to read that, but also I think it's even more important to hear that I mean, to say that verbal yes, not to say that if somebody, or not to even to say the verbal yes, to hear that verbal yes, and to ask, like, you know, is what in order okay? Yeah, in order to get that verbal yes, I think that's important too. And I think a lot of times too, when we talk about consent, we think specifically of like sex and hookup Mm -hmm. culture. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's important to talk about that consent is also in the workplace with sexual assault, sexual Mm -hmm. harassment. 
Um, it's not okay to walk up to someone and slap their ass. Like, we all know that. I think that's pretty, I would hope we all know that. I'm at a basic yeah. level. Um, and so that's something, um, and I think, like, for women, we get that. Um, but you see that a lot in sports culture, too, when, like, football players go up and slap each other's ass. Well, what do you do if someone's uncomfortable with that and they feel like they have to conform to that? So it's not just a female issue or an in-the-bedroom issue. It's an issue everywhere. Um, and so, like, we were talking about those, like, nonverbal cues. Um, it's kind of like a gray area. I think now a lot of people feel intimidated because they don't know what's a yes and what's a no, and I feel like the best thing you can do is ask. And it can feel like you're ruining the moment, mm -hmm. but like, wouldn't you rather ask okay. than mm -hmm. be unsure and possibly get in trouble? Like, one time I was on a date and he said, can I kiss you? And I like told my friends about that and they were like, that's weird. But I thought, I think that's respectful. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think that's kind of sweet and endearing, <laughs> honestly. Like, you know, that they respect you enough to, you know, sort of, break that uncomfortableness and it's I don't I honestly don't even see it as uncomfortable I, I think that's kind of cute and romantic yeah. I mean everybody has boundaries so like ha asking somebody if you can step over like maybe a boundary they don't think it's a boundary it's kind of it's respectful so like mm -hmm. maybe your boundary is not being kissed or right. whatever so I think asking no matter if it's a yes or no kind of thing works yeah and I feel like boundaries can change yeah, yes. like in a given oh, yeah. moment. Definitely. So also like just checking in at the mo in the moment. Like, you know, maybe before that was totally okay to like kiss someone or like something like that. But maybe they're not feeling it right now, or they just don't want it from you. And you have to respect that. That's consent. Right. I mean, you could be making out with somebody one moment, and like they don't want to go farther than that. But like you should ask. Mm -hmm. um, and I think too, like it's always safer to ask, especially if you're ever in a scenario where like you're drinking. Um, I know we're yeah. all college age, so, you know, drinking is a part of college culture these days. Um, and so mm -hmm. when you ask, like, you just kind of know. And also you can kind of tell when you're with someone if they're at a level that you think that they're cognitively okay. Um, so, like, if they're like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll go hook up with you. Yeah, let's go back to your room. Like, obviously, that's probably not the best idea. Um, and who knows if they're even going to remember saying that. So that's... It's not great at all. Um, it's not a good place to start with. Um, and obviously, I feel like if you're going to hook up and you want to enjoy it, like, yeah. you should be able, like, you're going to want to remember the experience. Like, nobody wants to have a bad hookup. You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Just being honest. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Like, drunk consent is not consent. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Um, that is, yes. it's an automatic, like, they're not in the right place. Mm -hmm. If you ever are even thinking about asking, you can tell, like, don't do that. Just don't. Don't even bother. Don't go there. Help, help them get home. Like, <laughs> yeah. don't think about, you know, doing anything gross. Like, um, yeah. Another example of, of that would be, like, when the, when your boss asks you for something and you can just cannot say no. This is, like, kind of forced uh, consent as well mm -hmm. because, like, you are, you are, like, um, uh, you are you would be ruining your 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 career if you said no. So so it's a very 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 hard um, choice to definitely. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think something that really gets on my nerves when talking about consent is when people, especially talking about going out and hookup culture, talk about situations where people might be drinking or dressed a certain way, mm -hmm. and their automatic response is, "Well, what do you expect?" Like yeah. you put you put yeah. yourself in that situation. If you don't want that to happen, don't put yourself in that situation. And I think that whole conversation needs to be addressed by 
the issue of consent because mm -hmm. no matter what your state is in terms of intoxication, no matter what you're wearing, mm -hmm. if you don't say yes, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. It grinds my gears when I see people say, well, I mean, she was wearing a short skirt. Mm -hmm. She deserved it. No, no, no. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just want to look cute. I know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, I know I've seen videos before of like, you know, somebody like training their dog and the dog's like looking at the piece of meat or something like, I really, really want this, but like the dog knows better until it is given to them. They those, do not yeah. take it. Yeah. And I think people can be trained the same way. Like, <laughs> <laughs> people, like, honestly, I've seen those videos. It's like, if even a dog can understand that concept, like humans, humans should be able to understand that concept. Yeah. Oh, right. Wow. No, I totally. <laughs> Yeah, especially if you know like that the humans are the ones responsible for dressing the dogs this way so you can yeah. just like put them in practice go. I mean oh my yeah. God. I think a lot of it too comes from the idea that people think women dress to attract men <laughs> yeah. and like I mean I definitely dress very differently when I go out than when I wear to class um and I think everyone can pretty much agree with that. I show up in sweatshirts and leggings to class. But when I go out, like, and I put on some more risque, sexier outfits, I don't really do it because I want to, like, impress other people and bring boys over to me. I do it because, like, it makes me feel good about myself. And, like, I want to go have fun. And, like, if I want to look a little sexy and have, like, some fun like that, like, it's in my right to do that. Like, yeah. You know, like, nobody needs to come up and be like, oh, let me just start, like, rubbing your arm or grinding <laughs> yeah, all up yeah, on you. I like, that. if I wanted to grind all up on you, you would know. Yeah. <laughs> have you guys seen that? This is kind of random, but have you seen that vine where that girl, she's, like, wearing makeup and she's like, I don't get up in the morning and say, I'm going to paint my eyelids blue because Josh likes me. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys seen that one? Yeah. 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 Like, I don't do it for you. And honestly, like, it's mostly yeah. because when I come out of that room, like, on a Friday night or a Thursday night, you know, like, going out there and I'm, like, all dressed up, my friends are like, yes, queen. <laughs> like, that's what I do it for. So, like, anybody else who thinks I'm doing it for them is, like, delusional <laughs> I don't I don't want sex because yeah. I look cute sorry and talking about that like I've, I've noticed that a lot, a lot in my culture when you are dating someone and the boys always tell told you tell you not to like to wear something very long so like you yes. you hide your your ass so like <laughs> other boys cannot stare at your ass but for me I'm not putting those leggings just for boys. They are very comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I can I feel like I can do anything in them. Jump or I don't know <laughs> do whatever whatever figure I can do I, I can. But for them it's just like you are doing it just to provoke the other boys and like to attract them. Which is not true actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree. I think it's also important to start this conversation conversation about consent like really early on. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh -huh. you can even talk to your kids about you know, not having to give a kiss to their uncle that they don't want to kiss. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. that's a very easy way to start the conversation early and really get it ingrained that consent is important and that you have control over your body and that, I guess that's more of like teaching you how to take control, but mm -hmm. also having those conversations teaches people that other people's bodies are not there for you. They're their own bodies. Preach. Yeah, and I think like as little kids, you're even taught like, oh, you have to share your toy or else you're gonna hurt his feelings. You have to kiss like great aunt Gertrude or else you're gonna hurt her feelings, whatever. Like, and you know, like, while yes, in some ways these are harmless at the moment, like that's really problematic in the future. And it, and honestly, like, I think every a lot of people have had that experience. Probably everyone like that. You know, your mom kind of tells you like, go share or like go give this relative a kiss and. Frankly, like, even at the age you feel uncomfortable and you're kind of doing it out of obligation. So, like, if that sort of, like, discomfort is there, 
you know, like it's going to carry on. Mm -hmm. So I think especially little girls are taught like if a boy chases you yes. or mm -hmm. pushes you or does something, it's like, oh, it's because he likes you. And yeah. I feel like that starts from like preschool on. So if that's ingrained in women from the time they're basically toddlers, that's really hard to unlearn mm -hmm. that like, oh, this, you know, borderline abusive behavior, he's only doing it because he's interested in you. And that's so completely wrong. And I think, I think luckily we're all very aware of that and we'll yeah. teach our children <laughs> differently, but I think that's something that we really need to focus on as kids. Yeah, I think I'm really happy that you brought that up too because, and I think this would be an awesome, like we could talk about like a whole entire podcast mm -hmm. on that, honestly, mm -hmm. because it's so sad, like that you're teaching like your daughter that that's what a healthy relationship looks like, mm -hmm. that he's mean to you. I'm going to be a little bit real here. Like I, so my freshman year I dated this guy and his thing, his way of flirting was like stealing my shoe and like calling my name, like oh. calling me names. You know, and like at the time, like I was in a freshman in high school, you know, you really have no idea what the fuck is happening. <laughs> I ended up dating this guy for four and a half, five years. And like this guy was, I mean, it didn't seem, it seemed so innocent my freshman year. He was stealing my shoe, you know, like it, you know, I thought I was stupid and he was kind of being rude to me, but it like escalated later on. And I didn't really realize it until like I was in this really terrible place. So I think that's an awesome thing to you know that we could talk about in another mm -hmm. podcast for sure is you know just this idea like teaching people at a young age what healthy relationships look like what consent looks like you know even if it's not in those mature of terms so how do we teach people like that young consent without like because you don't want to scar the little kid yeah. but like <laughs> you kind of want to get the point across well i think it starts as simple as like for the guys listening like mm -hmm. you don't like we don't like it when you chase us around. We feel uncomfortable. Like, it's awkward. Like, if we want to play tag with you, that's one thing on the playground. <laughs> yeah. But, like, don't chase people around. Like, just don't, like, don't do it. Don't force yourselves on people. Like, I mean, personal space. Think about it. If someone came up to you, like, and did that, and you were uncomfortable, like, why would anyone, like, regardless of gender or anything like that, why would you feel like that's a good way to get someone to be interested mm -hmm. in you and bring them closer? It's just, I don't, it doesn't even make sense. Okay, yeah. Little kids need to know the definition between no and yes. Like, yes is yes. No is no. It's like a basic thing. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, don't, they can't understand from their parents, so I mean, gotta, somehow. Yeah. I feel like growing up a girl in particular you're kind of raised to be to be sweet to have the other person's you know things you know their feelings into consideration so I also think like giving empowering your daughters to be able to say no I don't like it when you do that or you know to that little annoying kindergarten boy on the playground you know what I mean mm -hmm. so I think yeah totally we need to teach those boys that but also empowering people to just speak up and say no because it is a really big problem there's like a squeaky it is, <laughs> sorry, it's like, it is a really big problem because I feel like a lot of why some people don't say no is because they're conditioned not to. Yeah. And I think that's really sad. Boys will be boys. It's not an appropriate excuse no. for any no. sort of behavior. Oh, I was yeah. like, I Men. got catcalled once after freshman year of college. Also catcalling. That is that under no, consent. That's a no. It's just a no. Don't do it. Just don't. But like, I called the company and I complained and I said I don't know what type of employees you are hiring, but I got catcalled out of a company car. 
yes. like a company car and the manager's like oh we'll have a talk I told my mom this and my mom was like oh like I can't believe you called that's ridiculous that's just how it is like you just have to like deal with that at least like they like you know like just try to take it as flattery and I'm sitting there and I'm looking at my mom who's supposed to be this wisdom figure in my life who is supposed to look up to and I'm just thinking like you're so far conditioned that like automatic consent is given if someone wants to cat call you mm-hmm. and I'm not and I'm like I was like why would I not stand up for myself like why would I accept that why would you ask me to do that and it didn't take it took until like end of last year beginning of senior year to really realize that like the schemas and the way that our parents and adults process things they just don't have the same abilities to cognitively like understand and discern as much as we do especially as young woman with the way the media has been and so I think one of the goals that we had for this podcast and starting with this episode is to kind of help develop those and so that everyone of all ages and all backgrounds can really understand where we're coming from yeah I I very often wonder about like if this Colin has ever succeeded in a way that that <laughs> girl ended up marrying that guy who was her so I, I really like want to have like st- yeah statistics on that yeah like please comment if you have we'd like to hear that story for sure yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah I think I think it's just how many of you guys in this room alone like had heard about like what consent was. I mean, I guess, like, besides Terry, but, like, heard about what consent was before you got here or before you got to college. So one, two people. Out of, like, like ten of us. Yeah. I don't think I really understood what it meant, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. I had heard about it, and I was like, okay, like, I don't know, I didn't really think I, that I had to worry about it. Right. I would say I heard of it, but only in the rape cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which yeah. is very yeah. extreme ones. Well, and I think it's discouraging, too, because when, I mean, I had a pretty um, thorough sex ed education in high school. Um, My high school did a really good job of it, and they taught both, like, safe sex and abstinence, but with more emphasis on safe sex. Um, But you don't, like, it's really discouraging when you get to college or you start seeing things in the media about sexual assault cases and rape cases. And in high school, they're like, oh, it's black and white. Like, if you're drunk, you can't give consent. If you're drinking, yeah. you can't give consent. And then you see judges being like, well, both people were drinking. And so, you know, even though it, she might have said no or he might have said no, like, they were both drinking. And so, therefore, it cancels each other out and, like, no harm, no it foul. Never cancels out. Yeah. It's, it, it's discouraging. And it wasn't really, I think, until college for a lot of us that we started understanding the different levels of that. And I think that's partially the school that we go to. And I'm so grateful that our school's so like adamant about educating us about that and providing us resources. But I think, you know, like my brother goes to another school in California and they don't talk to them about it. It's a it's a co ed school, but they don't talk to them about it. And when Me Too happened, I actually called my dad and said, Dad, have you talked to my to my brother about what this means? And he's like, Actually no, I haven't and I was like like why aren't they having these conversations you know and my dad you know brought it up but I was you know it it really just because people aren't getting it in college so it needs to start early which is Mm -hmm. you know just kind of circling back people aren't getting this education in college then even though they should be and honestly it it needs to be starting a lot earlier than that so 
And just a side note, um, Cheyenne just said that her brother goes to a co-ed school. Um, so one of the reasons you're hearing all female voices right now, and she specifically said co-ed, is because we do go to an all-women's institution. Um, right. And so a lot of the conversations that we have, we have a different kind of background to. Mm -hmm. and we've been able to dive a lot more into um, in our classes during our time here. So I just wanted to throw that in there for those of you who are like, that's weird. She said co-ed. That's not normal. <laughs> yeah, that's totally normal. You're correct. That is not a normal thing to say. But where we go to school, we like to specify. <laughs> well, every 98 seconds, another American is sexually assaulted. Um, 60,000 children were victims of se sexual abuse. Um, one out of every six American women has been a victim of an attempted or completed rape in her lifetime. And 3% of American men, which is one in 33, have also been a victim of attempted or completed rape in her, his lifetime. Yeah. And then between 2009 and 2013, 63,000 kids, children were victims of sexual abuse, and most of the perpetrators were over the age of 30. Jeez. Yeah. Also, so that's a problem. These yeah. are these are the cases that were reported that we have yeah, to know about. Right. So this does not count any of the people that were silenced in that. So yeah. it's right. already discouraging to think about. And then when you add in all of the people who sadly have not found their voice or have just chosen mm -hmm. privacy and chosen not to speak up. Um, yeah. I just think from here, we all like, we have better awareness about consent. And I think now we just kind of need to put foot forward and take mm -hmm. some actions and like mm -hmm. educate everybody and let people know that it is okay to say no. Mm -hmm. And it is okay to go talk to somebody if you've ever been sexually assaulted or anything. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. educate yourself educate other people and I definitely think hope maybe like in, in the description we'll like add some links or some phone numbers yeah. for mm -hmm. um, survivors to get some help um, but I definitely think you know education is the key and this conversation needs to keep going um, you know just after you turn off this podcast yeah. I think mm -hmm. that's really important start a conversation you know like yeah. I said I started a conversation with my brother and my dad Start that conversation yeah. with somebody, um, you know, talk to a lot of, you know, just different people and get their viewpoints on it. And don't be afraid to speak up for yourself. Um, also, make sure in talking about cases of sexual assault, abuse, and rape that you call the person that it happened to a survivor and not a victim. Um, it's a big rhetoric device. Um, it's giving power back to the survivor and that person when it was taken away from them um, and to always believe someone if they come up to you. It might be yes. easy to try to want to brush it off, but you should always believe what they're saying and take it seriously. Um, and for anyone out there listening, if you have been affected by sexual assault or rape in your lifetime and you want to talk about it, um, the number for RAIN, the National Sexual Assault Hotline, is 1-800-656-4673 and they offer free confidential help. So if you need to talk it through, yeah. go for yeah. it. That will Are also be in the comments, um, just so you have easier access to it. Um, and if anybody has any circumstances that they want to talk about, like absurd things with consent um, or anything they want to share, please do comment. Um, we would love to hear your stories and what you have to say and your experiences. Um, all experiences are valid. Um, any questions? I mean, we're not experts, but maybe we'll be able to talk about it or it will lead to exploration for us. Um, we always want to continue learning um, and evolving in our understanding of things. Yeah. Well, this has been not your cup of tea, even though it should be.
<laughs> and our first podcast, guys. Woo! Woo! Very exciting stuff. All right. If you like the podcast, feel free to like, comment, and subscribe for Woo! more episodes. That's right.